love meeting a new customer. Come on in. Hello everyone, welcome back. This is Bob's Tavern Cast, the show that is all about Hearthstone Battlegrounds. I'm your bartender Jay. And I'm your bartender Don. And Bob is in a secret meeting with people at Blizzard right now to get ready. Apparently there's a storm coming and uh, he had to make sure that his insurance policy was going to cover any damage that would be dealt in that time. But until he gets back, we're in charge, so let's pour a drink and get started. Dragon, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Um, I did want to say, I didn't tell you that I was doing this, but I started on Monday night. The last few nights... Just, uh, like, every night before I went to bed, I played a couple games of Battlegrounds on my Europe account that I have not played Battlegrounds on before. So I started, I had to do the tutorial, like, match, and started at 4K, just because I was curious to see how I would do starting out on the new account. So I played, like, seven Battlegrounds so far, and I've already climbed almost to 4,600. So 600 points and like seven mad dang that's good yeah so i got the the one that hasn't really counted on my stats i got like a seventh place but i've gotten other the other ones are all it shows six top fours and four of those were first place <laughs> so you've been like pub stomping <laughs> is what you've been doing <laughs> yeah I I uh I made an alt account and uh you know oh man yeah. like go go stomp but, some noobs <laughs> yeah but I am I'm gonna keep trying to climb on there and just I'm kind of curious to see how somebody who has the more experience uh you know how it varies with the less games but if you generally do better I want to see kind of how far I can take the rating and compare it to my NA account that I. Have been playing on since Battlegrounds came out. Yeah. Um, so just kind of like, I guess, like you said, research for our podcast. So I'm just kind of curious. We had someone in the Discord ask if Blizzard was going to do any kind of uh, soft reset of MMR. And, you know, I've been thinking about it more and more. And I'm I'm kind of in favor of kind of like a Overwatch season style MMR thing where... I mean, with with ranked, like if you're on ladder and standard then, or wild, I guess, then it's kind of, you know, you get to a rank and then it resets and then you drop down a certain amount. I, I mean, yeah, that's fine too. But I like when you have like an MMR system like this, where you could just say, you know what, this season is every few months. And then after that, you have to place basically. And then in your placements, you get a new MMR and it happens like, three times a year or something like that. Uh, I mean, it's it's worked really well in Overwatch. Uh, I think it's worked well in Overwatch. I probably hasn't, I haven't played Overwatch in like over a year. So uh, I know that the people over at Tavern Tales love Overwatch. So totally uh, let me know. Let me know if it's still working for you. I know y'all just got bans and stuff, but no, that's cool. That, that's awesome. I would be surprised if like, if I started over, would I be able to climb... I just wonder, because if you remember, like, at the very beginning of this podcast, like, Blizzard was, they were, like, messing around with the MMR and how MMR is gained and lost. And there was, like, that whole big, you get, like, a bonus the more games you play. So I wonder if, in a way, starting over would actually hurt your MMR gain instead of helping it just because you don't have as many games played. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I think all in all, I, it'll, it's a cool experiment. I'd, I'd be happy to see uh, what happens, you know, a month from now when you're at like 12K, like leading Europe <laughs> yeah, <right>. over here. <laughs> well, my, some of my first places, I was getting like 170 something, 180 something for the win. So that was that felt pretty great because that's awesome. Some of my first places on NA are like 90 something, maybe like 103. <laughs> 
So I think I still I get like 120 for a first place somewhere around there, like 110, 120. Yeah, I'm trying to log in really quick to see where I'm at now. Fuck shit. Well, and, and I wanted to to talk about it too because uh, for those that don't know, I I often can be found on Twitter doing these well Twitch I guess doing these random daddy daughter streams where uh, my daughter helps me get good at battlegrounds and spoiler alert she's only eighteen months old so I figure if we can win with whatever she's picking we'll we'll get good eventually but I last night hit my 500th top four finish and i am 10 first place wins away from 100 first place wins so i just want to say that is a crap ton of games (laughs) (laughs) all done i don't think it'll tell me how many games i've played but i have 335 hours played of battlegrounds so many uh, I'm trying to see. My biggest minion right now is a 15 attack and 315 <laughs> defense. <laughs> it's the big butt meta. And I've definitely, let's see. I'm trying to see because I I took, took some good uh, matches this last couple of days. I don't think I have any first places still in here. No, I don't. Uh, the best one that I have right now is like a second place finish with Rafam, but... <laughs> I have Goldrin. Um, I can never remember that new the new dragon that's a six star that every battle cry buffs your other dragons. I think it's Caligos, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so Caligos. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking out on all of these right now. Basically, I went death rattles with dragons and beasts and... Somehow one thinks to Baron Rivendare and Goldrin. Uh, so yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's insane that I've played that much Battlegrounds and I'm still not over 5k yet. Uh, I got over 5k and then I dropped and now I'm at, I'm at 4,900. So I'm right there. We'll hopefully get there, but that makes me feel pretty good because I learned exactly where I sit amongst other players in all of Battlegrounds. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but we're also going to talk about Ixar and just all of the goodness that's been tweeted uh, from Ixar. So they're, you know, they were super happy to reveal some information here. Uh, First of all, revealing the different percentages of where everyone's at, but then also 10 Battleground fun facts. And you and I sat down a little bit before we started, and we kind of broke these up into like two categories. The ones that are just kind of quick hits, no-brainers, and then some that we really want to talk about and figure out, you know, what could be leading to this, uh, this trend. But... I'm just going to jump right in. Let's just jump right into it. So these are not in the original order that they were presented. They might come off in that way, but we're doing this to make sure that they're quick hits and then kind of deeper dive. So here are all the quick hits that we had. And basically, I'm just going to read it off and then Dragon let you go at it on them. So uh, the first one, Murloc Tidehunter is the most picked tier one minion. Spawn of Nazoth is tier two. Cobalt Guardian is tier three, Defender of Argus four, Brand Bronzebeard for five, and then Gas Coiler for six. I mean that that's all pretty makes sense. Yeah, I think the one that people were kind of confused with was Defender of Argus, but if you think about it, it's one of the only tier four minions that affects any comp that you have. So, sure, I, I can see that. Yeah, it's um it's kind of interesting too because I don't think that a lot of these are the first thing that would come to mind for what you would want to pick out of each tier. So I think this is kind of like they just grouped everybody across all the ratings and just picked um Murloc Tidehunter on one. I mean, it's a token generator, so that seems, you know, pretty Cobalt Guardian on three is probably uh, 
a big one that's like, yeah, that that's definitely a good one to take. They're going to do something for Cobalt Guardian eventually. I, I don't know if they'll wait. They'll like bu- bump it up to like four or, or what they'll do. But uh, obviously it's a problem and needs to be fixed. Gas Coiler being at six was the one that I was kind of like, okay, Death Rattles, they are a thing. <laughs> like Death Rattles have been strong. We know this. So yeah, that one's, again, the only one that really stood out there was maybe Defender of Argus. The re- other ones you're kind of like, yeah, I can see that. All right, moving on. Dancing Daryl is the second most played hero on NA, EU, and Asia servers. Uh, he is the 11th most played hero on the Chinese server. Um, I, I can't speak for the Chinese server, but on NA, yeah, I, I see it. I see Daryl a lot. I think Daryl's still strong. Uh, I would argue Daryl is probably the most consistent of all of the original heroes that came out in battlegrounds and i think his the skill the skill floor is like so wild there because like you can do really bad with daryl or you can do really good with daryl there isn't really much in between um i think that that's at least what i see on na in in the small test case that you have on eu did you see a lot of daryl being played um I saw it a little bit, but it was probably not as prevalent as some of the other ones. Um, and as I climb through the rating, I'll probably start to see it more because I feel like people at the higher ranks probably play it more. Um, I don't know. One thing, and I might be totally off here, but when I hear this, to me, I do wonder how much mobile affects that. Um, because I do wonder if there's actually a lot more Chinese, like, players who are playing on the Chinese server playing on mobile devices. And I know even in like NA and EU, we've hear a lot of people like, ah, if I'm playing on mobile, like I just don't pick Dancing Daryl. So I do wonder if there is a discrepancy because of that. But again, we, we don't really have much kind of contact and information and visibility between the Chinese servers and the, you know, Chinese like scene and everybody else. So it's kind of hard to say without kind of making assumptions. Yeah, and um, I mean, I think the biggest assumption there, this is me saying I have not been to mainland China, um, but I have spent time in Hong Kong. And even during my military time, I mean, granted, this was getting close to a decade ago. So take it for with a grain of salt. But even then, mobile was a very big thing. Like, there aren't many people, at least at that time, that had computing systems and reliable internet always available to them at home except through mobile devices and i mean internet cafes were definitely a huge thing there um as well as in in the asia uh, regions that i was i got to visit but i could i definitely agree with you i think that daryl not being as big in china could probably be attributed to the fact that mobile is much bigger of a gaming market there. And that's something that we're going to keep seeing over time. I mean, that's the thing that makes Hearthstone one of the biggest revenue generators for Blizzard is the fact that it is available. It's their only game, um, I guess, until Diablo Immortal finally shows up, that is available on mobile. So for them, like that is a large market segment and the largest of those market segments Uh, segments are in China. So that would only make sense. Okay. Um, Also, just kind of a quick note on this. I don't know what range this was taken from. So if it is attributing to like starting all the way back from the beginning, it could explain also why it's still there. Because again, it's one of the original heroes. At the beginning, it was arguably the strongest hero in the game. So I I could see where now it could be falling off. But at the same time, for a long time, it was one of those most consistent heroes that you knew that if you played Daryl and you were decent and you could keep up with the APM, you were going to do well. All right. So number, oh yeah, I forgot we're not counting the numbers because we're kind of going out of order here. Uh, Lich Bazal has the fourth lowest average placement, but the ninth highest rate of first place finishes. And I think that is 
absolutely spot on. Uh, if you were playing Lich Bazal, you were either going to do terrible or you were going to win. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I did this. So talking about streaming last night while I was streaming, my daughter picked Lich Bazal and I was like, oh boy, this is going to be bad. We're going to die. And we got to like two health and I kind of just took over from there and we wound up getting second in that and i was just like okay well see the thing is after you hit five and you get malganus it's just free currency <laughs> you just have to make oh. it to five and actually have a board that can hold its own uh, which is asking a lot yep pretty much <laughs> all right the least powerful hero in all the regions at all levels is millhouse mana storm like they should call him meme house like every i've never seen millhouse mana storm actually played in a deck and i feel like everyone just wants him to be good everybody just is rooting for millhouse millhouse is like the kid that's running a race with his shoelaces tied together like you just you want him to win but you just know it's not going to happen like, what what do they do? What do they do with Millhouse? Do they just, like, keep him there and be like, well, at least we've made your options in picking a hero slightly easier. Don't pick this one. I mean, I, I do want to say that Ixar does stay, you know, in the same post. He says he could use a buff smiley face. So they they know that he's not good. Uh I, I don't know what a good buff for him would be, but we'll see what they do. The The best buff they could do is remove him from the game. <laughs> <laughs> remove him from Hearthstone War oh. in its entirety. <laughs> oh, poor Millhouse. <laughs> poor Millhouse. All right, moving on. Um, let's see. Among all... 11k plus rated players, Nazdormu has the highest average placement. Now, neither one of us, from a rating standpoint, would be qualified to go, no, uh, that's not true. But uh, I will say that I, I know a couple of people who are 10, 11k, and this checks out. Like, they're always saying, like, Nazdormu is super strong. The just the pure ability to Nazdurma has the free re not the free reroll. Yeah, the free reroll. So yeah, Nazdormu's like ability to reroll is super powerful, especially when you're playing at such a high skill level that you kind of I don't want to say you know what you want to do, but you kind of have a better understanding of your board situation and what's going to benefit you and what's not going to benefit you. Um, that's the one thing I've noticed. Like, shout out to Bodicus, uh, but whenever I'm watching him stream, he'll go and make decisions, and I'm like, no, don't. Okay, he did it. And then, like, the pick that he chooses tends to work out in his favor more than, like, had I chosen something different. So I can't judge this, but... If Bodicus says it's good, if Hat says it's good, and then I other people that I watch stream say that it's good, sure, I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Uh, da, 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 da. A couple more of the quick hits. Deathwing is the most powerful hero in all regions at all levels outside the very, 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 very top-rated players. Uh, we're playtesting him internally at plus two attack and we'll likely nerf him to that. So kind of revealed a little bit of, of what they're thinking. Uh, I talked about this last week. I thought Deathwing was a bad character because not not bad as in like you shouldn't pick him, but bad in design in that it is a character that everyone else has to immediately abandon what they were doing in order to counteract. And because it's the only hero that does that, it means that it has not an unfair advantage, but kind of this weird advantage where everyone has to either play their strategy to beat it or it's most likely going to win. Um, so I think this just kind of 
seconds that idea and plus two attack i still think is it's better i don't think it's enough i would still like to see plus one plus one i think what that does is more than people think i think with plus one plus one you actually start thinking of things like divine shields and how that's going to affect uh heroes over time and also making it so that only your side of the board gets plus one plus one not all but again i I remember you saying that that kind of doesn't fit into the whole ethos of like Deathwing destroys all of everything. So uh, I can I can totally get it. I think plus two is a start. I'll be interested yeah, and to maybe, see what that Maybe does. it'll make it just good enough where it's still good, but not, you know, everybody's picking it. But we'll, we'll see what happens when they change yeah. it. Yep. And the last of the quick hits, this one, I mean, it... The biggest thing is it's mostly just irrelevant now. Uh, the most powerful hero in all regions at all levels was Tyrion. Uh, we play tested with his hero power at two mana, and it felt like too big of a detriment. We also thought about changing the minion pool, but opted to take more time to play test it. So they're reworking Tyrion. They're trying to figure it out. And honestly, again, I think that what they were doing, I, I get what they were trying to do. I think it just was too much i think that you can do something similar that to what they did with um not maleficent but uh lag toggle where instead of it being plus one plus one you make it just plus one attack or you make it just plus one health you don't have to do both um but we'll find out in the future on that uh dragon do you want to take the more i guess nuanced points that XR posted over about? some rating distribution. So he also posted a distribution little kind of chart here. And it says this only includes players that have completed at least five games of battlegrounds in the last 20 days. So it's pretty much players who were a bit more active. Um, they're not taking like everybody who's ever played a battlegrounds game. It's, it's recent. It's people that are fairly active. So uh, basically, anyone 5,000 and below, uh, 62% of players. <laughs> yeah. That's me, but I'm working on it. I'm at, I'm at like the top. I'm at the top of that. So I'm in like the, the top, top 25, 25 of the 62. We'll <laughs> I'm better. Yeah, I'm, I'm better. I'm better than three-fourths of those people yes. in the top so, 60. So the majority the of players are in that kind of rating. Now, keep in mind, everybody did start at 4,000, so basically that uh, range there. Uh, 5,500 is the top 20%. 6,000, top 10%. 6,500, top 3%. 7,000, the top 1%. 8,000... Top 0.1%, 8,700, top 0.01%. And that's all he posted. Because there's people above that. So they're like the top 0.0001% or something crazy. Well, that that's what I was going to say. Because when, when XR points this out, you know, it, it says that 8,700 is the top... The top one one hundredth of a percent, but in the in the stats here, you know, it's pointed out that you know people at eleven hundred, you know, eleven k plus rated players, Nasdormu is the highest. So what I'm hearing with that is, for the majority of people, you should be looking at like five k to fifty five k, and and again, this is something that we've brought up before. The meta is different depending on where you're playing at. Uh, and this is something that we can we'll talk about in just a second. Um, there are certain heroes that I don't know if it's they're not being played well enough. I don't know if it's what other people are playing immediately counteracts what that hero would do. My guess is that it's a little bit of both that you can get away with playing at 
lower ranks that you can't play at higher ranks and vice versa. I agree with that. Um, I think it's also pretty interesting the kind of drop-offs that you have. I mean, he kind of breaks it down by like 5,000 for the first level, or 500, excuse me, because uh, again, it's 5,000, then 5,500, then 6,000, 65, um, and it goes, you know, 20% to 10% to 3%. Like, there's this kind of huge drop-offs. Uh, so that's, um, I, I find that pretty interesting because that kind of really shows how much variance there even is just within 500 rating, you know, because... And as you were saying, 500 rating is only like three first place finishes, three or four first place finishes. So if you top four, five, six times, you can literally jump 10% in the the actual rankings uh, or like the standings as to where you are amongst other players. So I, I think that this is, it's very interesting to see that and see how, you know, at one point we could be like, yeah, we're top 20 players. And then literally the next day be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're in the top 62%. <laughs> like you can drop 30% points. Yeah, yeah I mean, like that one, that one there is the biggest drop, that difference between the 5,000 and less and 5,500. Um, it's quite, quite a big jump there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's just a testament 30%. to kind of there's a ton of players that just kind of hover at that rating or they just don't play enough to move forward. We talked about it a little bit, just like the difference in what player or, you know, what characters you can get away with playing at higher ranks versus lower ranks. So in that let's, I mean, let's talk about some of these, these kind of deeper cuts of statistics. So Reno Jackson is the fourth most picked hero but has the 24th highest placement ranking among all heroes. Now, that's... Oh, and, oh, sorry, they you know, continue to say here, uh, Ragnaros is 23rd, and Pyramid is 25th. So, in terms of... You're picking these heroes, but they're bad, though... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I'm torn because I like Pyramid and I have I've been very adamant that Pyramid in my opinion is a good hero and I've consistently done well with Pyramid despite everyone else saying that Pyramid is bad. But I have seen this. I have seen people play Reno and just die. Um, Ragnaros, kind of the same thing where like that eight damage is really good until it's not until you start having divine shields. So you start having really high stat or high defense stat minions. It's almost, I'm so I would wonder where patches is in this as well, but among these, I mean, is this what you're seeing as well? Just people who tend to pick these heroes don't tend to survive long in battlegrounds that's what it kind of feels like yeah and you know actually talking about playing on the eu server which is a completely free-to-play account like i've never spent real money on buying cards over there or anything like that so and i actually forgot about the fact that they do this but i have not earned enough descent of dragon packs to pick a third hero so i actually am only picking between two heroes as well so there could be a little bit of a factor there. I, it'd be really interesting to see uh, if they kind of revealed like what percentage of the players were choosing between two heroes and three heroes because that can make a huge difference um, in in hero choices. I want to know how many, like how many packs have been. I guess acquired since Battlegrounds because I mean that was kind of their whole thing was like. Oh, you can unlock all of these. I mean, I literally pre-ordered the Descent of Dragons like packs so that I could get the third hero option in Battlegrounds, which sounds ridiculous because it is. Um, I literally a lot of people did that though. Yeah, but I mean, like, I paid like 
$60 to unlock a slot. Uh, you know, that's, and I mean, there's a whole lot of questions that can go in that we won't go into about that, but just the general idea of this is a game mode that's designed to bring people like casual players into the game in hope that they will become more committed. I will invest my dollars into this game type players. And I just wonder, has that been successful? Because we also had someone in in the Discord say, I stepped away from Battlegrounds. And I haven't heard that before. Like everyone, everyone that talks about Battlegrounds is always like, oh, I I haven't played Hearthstone in three years and now Battlegrounds is out and I love it. And I only play Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds is the best. I haven't had anyone say, yeah, I played Battlegrounds. It was all right, but I'm kind of over it again. Like I haven't had that happen yet and until today. And I think that's just a very interesting thought that if there are more and more people like that, then I think that puts Battlegrounds in danger. But all of the trends would say that Battlegrounds is doing great and that, you know, there's a still a large majority of Twitch streamers that are streaming Battlegrounds only. I pretty much stream Battlegrounds only at this point. Um, I would be interested to get some some analytics as to how many people are playing Battlegrounds still. How how much out of the time that they're playing is it Battlegrounds versus Ladder versus Arena? Um, because again, I think everyone here, you know, everyone that I've talked to in, in our community has basically said Battlegrounds has replaced Arena for them as like the game, the other game mode inside of Hearthstone. And I don't want that to be the case, but I mean, if they got to pick one of the two, I'm hoping that they'll pick Battlegrounds, you know, for podcast sakes. <laughs> no, like Battlegrounds is my main game at this point, and I want to I want to see it grow. But at the same time, not at the detriment of the rest of the game. And I mean, another huge thing, and I, I know we've talked about this like probably several times now, but, you know, there is no gold cost. There is nothing required to play Battlegrounds. Like, you don't even have to have the card knowledge. You don't have to go through and even though you're picking from cards like you do in Arena, like, you don't have to put a deck together. It's just you click play and you go. There's no gold. There's no nothing. And it's easy to do. A lot of people enjoy it. You know, it feels varied. So people can, it has a lot of, like, replayability, that kind of stuff. So it it makes a lot of sense that more people would be playing it than Arena but yes, it it is a little sad for Arena, but I am curious, like you said as well, to see like how much time people are spending in Battlegrounds versus Standard, for, you know, how many games are being played. And it does have its downsides as well. I mean, the game mode, definitely, unless you're just a control warrior or control priest main and all of your games take 30 minutes, I mean, Battlegrounds takes more time. Uh, that's something that, and because the rounds are so quick, I would say that in terms of mental like strain, I think hard when I'm playing Battlegrounds. It's constantly like, okay, what did that person do last time? You know, what what can I do? Like, okay, who's out? Who who got eliminated? Who am I facing up against? Okay, are they streaking? Are they you know are they on like a losing streak? Like, what's going on? Like all of these questions that normally when you're saying like, hey, I am Dragon Hunter facing Res Priest. While I do have to think a lot, and a lot of these players that get paid a lot of good money to to play at the highest level of this game. You know, they are thinking about things that I would probably never think about. But at the same time, like, I'm just going like, okay, it's Res Priest. I'm pretty sure I know what they're going to do. I just got to figure out what order they're going to do it. And and again, that's that's not a, a dig at Priest. That's, I mean, that's just the game mode. The decks, once the decks are kind of figured out, it's, it's you just kind of expect what you're going to see. And that's usually what happens. Whereas in battlegrounds, you, there's a little bit of that just in like the metas, like, you know, there's going to be 
some demon comp running soul jugglers. There's going to be some death rattle cobalt guardian package. There might be a beast package. There might be a murloc package, but because you have to deal with all of those every single game, it's really hard to just kind of rest on your laurels and be like, okay, I know this turn I'm going to do this, this turn I'm going to do that, this turn I'm going to do this, this turn I'm going to do that. Like you don't, you can't really do that. Okay. All right. We had somebody from our community mention how they love hearing us disagree and say like different points of view. I was going to say, I've heard from a ton of players and even sometimes I do this. I'm like, man, my brain hurts from thinking about all the possibilities and statistics and all this stuff on ladder. I'm just going to jam some battlegrounds and I'm going to turn my brain off and just (laughs) pick stuff and let big things hit other big things. And (laughs) sometimes that's how I play battlegrounds. And when I'm in those kind of moods, I'm like, I don't care what's going to happen in my rating because I just want big stuff smacking another big stuff. I don't care if there's divine shields or not. Let's just jam these things into each other let's go kind of kind of a, a goofy like bowling reference here i've been bowling since i was like a small child so for me like bowling is part fun part competition and a ton of science like i know where i need to be standing where i need to put a ball down and like what angle of you know, how much rotation i need to put up like all of these things that 90% of people who ever go bowling are like, I'm just going to pick the ball up and throw it at the pins. And <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how I feel this conversation. <laughs> the turn that it took was like, okay, Jay's over here, like trying to calculate the square root of, you know, uh, you know, the quadratic equation of this is why I should go with Baron Rivendare. Like, it's like, no, you see it, you bought it, you play it, you win it. <laughs> like, I think that's an Ariana Grande song or something. <laughs> I'll just take a minute to finish laughing. <laughs> While you're doing that, I'm going to go on to our next kind of topic because we're hitting we're hitting 45 minutes here. Uh, I want to wrap it up at some point. So, yeah, the other thing that we're ta- we were looking at was <laughs> the weird placement of players uh, like certain certain heroes amongst lower rated players and higher rated players so among 5k plus rated players Jaraxxus has the 28th highest average placement among players with less than 5k Jaraxxus is fifth highest placement among less um wait this is confusing why does it say Okay, so among less than 5K players, he also has the second highest top four rating only behind Deathwing. So that's something that's interesting. Like, Jaraxxus, which we would say is probably not one of the best heroes. We were even talking about this earlier. Like, it could definitely use a buff. But... In lower rated games, Draxus does better. And like it does like Deathwing level good. And I wonder if like what's the cause of that? Is it more the players that you're playing against don't know how to play against Draxus? Or is it the things that players at lower ranks are playing to counteract tend to let Draxus slip by and get a win. Like, I wonder what the difference is. I'm I'm not sure. I also wonder if it's just the the hero choice itself. Um, like we talked about this, I think when we were talking about Tyrion. Um, and kind of flexibility, uh, but or maybe when when the new dragons and all the new heroes were announced, we were talking about it. But Jaraxxus, like the hero power, kind of forces you in a certain direction. Otherwise, if you don't go demons with Jaraxxus, you're kind of just not using your hero power at all the whole game, which feels pretty bad. 
so I kind of wonder if as the rating goes up, people tend to just not pick, pick Jaraxxus and they tend to pick heroes that have more flexible hero powers or that they can kind of use the different heroes in a way to fit how they play. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and to, to think a little bit about that idea of a hero that forces you to play one comp, that game that I got second with that's still in my like last five warbands, I got that with Ysera playing beasts and dragons. Like, granted, I did play dragons, but I didn't like commit 100% to dragons. I think the difference with that, though, is with Ysera, I can guarantee that I'm going to have a dragon in my pool every turn versus Draxus. If I get a demon, I can buff it and I can continue buffing it. So I guess the desire and the the. I guess the forcefulness to pick demons when you are Jaraxxus is stronger. And I think the same thing, I don't want to say the same thing is can be said for Lich Bazal, but I think that that idea is kind of there where it's like, you're not necessarily required to go demons. It's just, there just happens to be this one demon that if you do have it, if you already are going demons, it's going to just be a double benefit, not just like the single benefit of you constantly killing yourself slowly. And to think about this a little bit more, we're going to flip it on its head now. This is the last the last thing that was brought up. Among 5K plus rated players, Akazamzarak has the eighth highest placement and among players with less than 5k, Akazamzarak has the 20th highest placement. And again, we're talking about a hero where, whereas Jaraxxus kind of gives you a solid way to play the game. It's like you have to play this archetype, otherwise it's kind of useless. Akazamzarak is the exact opposite. You can say, I'm going to favor more token-based secrets. I'm going to focus more buff-based secrets. I'm always going to get ice block whenever I see it. I mean, that's kind of an obvious, but it gives you, again, as, as we've said in a couple of episodes, it gives you options and it allows you to be flexible in your gameplay. And I think that that's something that, you know, I think we talked about this in our Get Good episode being flexible will win you more games. If if you are able to say, you know what, this isn't working, I've got to do something else, and time is of the essence, and you know when, uh, I think it's uh, Kenny Rogers wrote this on, like, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Like, that, that is literally the case in this. You have to know when to double down on the picks that you're going with the area that you're going in, and you have to know when to just be like, you know what, I got to do something else. And... Sure, it feels bad, but if you really want to stop getting sixth and fifth place and start getting more fourth, third, and second places, and maybe even first place finishes, you have to be able to make those adjustments when the time comes. And I think that having a hero with a hero power that allows you to make those adjustments with less penalty can really help, uh, can just just help you win, you know, pull those games out, especially having a, a card like ice block where you know that you're going to get one pass. Yeah, it's I'm just keep going back to this point. I, you know, you said it too, but that flexibility, I just, I feel like it's just so huge. And I think because it's that discover, it also just rewards people for making a better choice. Um, but yeah, when you're kind of forced to do a certain thing, like yeah, well, I have to find demons and then buff my demons, you know, it's it doesn't give you much flexibility. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting that kind of these Jaraxxus and Akazamzarak are kind of complete opposites there with the ratings. Um, I, I would 
also be interested to see kind of how uh, some of the other heroes are. Like, I don't know, maybe some of the heroes are kind of the same across the board, or if they have any other heroes besides these two that are kind of flipped like this. Um, Because if there are more, I'd like to kind of also see which heroes and see if our kind of theory about flexibility uh, lines up with that as well. Definitely. You know who, you know what else is a really big deal? The fact that we have patrons. So I'm going to use that to uh, jump us into our last call here. Uh, Shout out to our patrons, totally drunk, Ryan A. Thank you so much for literally paying us to do these deep dives, to, to think about all of this kind of stuff. And I've talked with both of these uh, patrons before. I think both of them are actually a higher rank than us. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm really interested in the idea of, of creating content that's consumable, not just for people that are get, maybe getting started with Battlegrounds, but also people who are pretty skilled in the game. They're above that, that 64%. Um, so a huge thank you to those folks. But yeah, let's let's just continue to be flexible and and push to get people higher in the ratings. If you want to tell us where you are in the ratings and and what you think is the key reason as to why you are where you are, uh, you can do that. You can hit us up on Twitter at Bob's Tavern HS. You can also email us at podcast at Bob's Tavern dot pub. And, you know, if you're if you're feeling a little like a little bit of fun, you can go uh, go on to iTunes or whatever you're listening to this podcast with and, and leave us a, a nice thumbs up five star review and all those other good things. But to just wrap this up, Ixar, thank you so much for constantly making us scratch our heads and wonder, uh, what does this all mean? Uh, because we genuinely don't know. And the thing that constantly encourages me to keep doing this is all of the evidence shows that we're onto something here, that we are not talking out of our butts. Well, <laughs> I am most of the time. But... My theories are often verified (laughs) by the actions that Blizzard takes after the fact. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm just super encouraged that we play a game that has such a responsive uh, development team that's willing to share this information with us because that doesn't happen in every game, but also that we'll rally around and provide this type of content for the independent content creators to, you know, talk about later on. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's been really cool to see all of XR's posts. And I mean, cause he's done, he's done a lot of posts for standard and different stuff too. So it's just really awesome to be able to see these kind of stats, to see some of the breakdowns and then be able to kind of discuss it on our end and kind of, you know, put our own analysis onto it and, and see it, you know, of course we don't have the complete, uh, kind of stats and view that they do, but yeah, to be able to see those and analyze it in our own way is is really cool. So, thank you so much, XR, for putting those out. We really, really do appreciate it, and I'm sure a lot of the community does. They really, you know, I'm looking through the some of the replies to these posts that he put on Twitter, and you know, a lot of people just thank you for the stats, and it's awesome to see this. So, thank you, thank you. You know, it's all over. So. It, it really is not just from us, but the community in general, a huge thing that we want to see and we appreciate seeing. You know what else we want to see? Well, two things. One, we want to see more people in our Discord hanging out with us, chatting. Uh, it is so much fun in there. When we started this thing, I was telling Dragon, like, I don't know. I don't know about this whole uh, Discord thing. That doesn't seem like something I would do, but... It really has been a blast. All the cool people in here that I get to talk to all the time. But I heard there's a storm brewing and something's coming next week that we will all we will have nothing but speculation about. 
I'm sure that the announcement from Blizzard next week will probably only talk about the following, the upcoming year, and probably won't talk that much about Battlegrounds, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to talk about it. So I'm just wondering what's going to happen next week. How's that going to impact Battlegrounds? And are they going to bring lackeys to the tavern? <gasps> I don't know. That I, I genuinely don't know. I have no... I cannot confirm nor deny <laughs> um, lackeys being added. I just think it would be really cool. I want to see some new archetypes in, in BGs. I think it'll be fun. Um, Dragon, if people have uh, weird theories, how can they share them with you? <laughs> uh, you know... Throw those at me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D A W N I E D K, or on Twitch, uh, Twitch TV or Twitch TV slash Dragon Rider DK. And hey, if people want to catch you playing Battlegrounds and apparently doing freaking karaoke, which I missed, uh, where can they find that at? Uh, they can do that on Twitch at K J A Y Miller. Uh, yeah, I did some bad rock karaoke, and if if you hear this voice now, imagine this voice doing, like, Hootie and the Blowfish, and, like, Rush, and Led Zeppelin. I don't know. Most people don't know that. Like, I, I, I love classic rock. I love modern rock. Like, I'm a musician, so for me, it's it's all about music and just having fun with it, but... That said, my vocal cords have betrayed me this last few years. So uh, you can enjoy that with me. I am on the path to affiliate. And so is Bob's Tavern. We are on the path to affiliate. So you can help us out by uh, going on to twitch.tv slash Bob's Tavern HS and making sure you follow. Uh, We haven't streamed the last couple of weeks, mostly because I'm still recovering from being sick and um, I know Don has been working a ton, so it, it is so much easier to just hit the record button and get something done and get it out there. But if y'all want it, we'll bring it, but you got to let us know that you want it. So you can do that, but that's going to do it for this week. I have been your bartender, Jay. I've been your bartender, Don. And until next week, the tavern's closed, everybody. Get out. Now, nobody this time. Please leave your weapons outside, Hawkeye. You know the rules. Welcome, Krasiki. Your dot corner is ready for brooding. Eudora, we have to have a little chat about your tab. Didn't know you were in town, Chew. Still cracking heads. You are a diamond in the rough, Always a pleasure.